G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Super Freak. So last episode, we talked about values levels and the episode before that, we were speaking about lineage shifting through our language and our presence and our awareness. And I'm going to continue the theme of understanding our subconscious and doing new things with it this week and talk about how to have great comebacks. So someone asked me recently on a call, one of my clients said, I've got to have this really uncomfortable situation, a conversation that's coming up with somebody. And I kind of know what they're going to say and I don't know how to respond. And I feel, I feel like in these situations, if this person says this, I don't have a comeback for it. So I'm really nervous about the conversation. And I mean, I see this thread commonly in different different conversations, you know, with clients who are asking for pay rises, people who are communicating with family members or um, asking for things in their relationship, going for jobs, talking about something that is not working either in a business or personal relationship. And the conversations, you know, often we can see them going really wrong. So we don't want to begin them. And my client said to me, can I please have a really great, like Haley comeback for what I should say if they say this? And I said to her, well, it's not really a Haley comeback. It's a understanding the presuppositions of language comeback, (laughs) which is an NLP term. And presuppositions means what is presupposed in the language. You see, it's really easy to have a great comeback when you're not just listening to the words someone is using, but you're listening to what they're really saying underneath those words. Like what is assumed in those words? What are they making up in those words? What are they telling you that they believe to be true about the whole world or about you or about them or about the thing you're talking about 
in those words that we may or may not be already really aware of, or we might not be aware of what we're believing. So when you can be aware and listen deeply to what someone is saying, not get so caught up in the story or the attack or the whatever it is that they're saying directly to you and take it on a surface level. If you can hear what they're saying underneath, you can hear what is presupposed or some, you you might say, assumed underneath what they're saying. And if you can speak to a human being at that level, you have multiple different pathways you can take a conversation. The art of conversation, right? I feel like the art of conversation is very much being lost in recent years. I certainly used to use an excuse that I wasn't interested in small talk to get out of having chit-chatty sort of conversations, but I think the art of conversation goes so much more beyond having small talk with human beings and therefore getting deeper with them. It's about understanding the art of communication with human to a human, communication speaking to more than just what we're saying when we communicate. So the presuppositions that someone is speaking into the world are the things that they are assuming to be true. So when someone says something like, you always do this, language pattern, right? A language pattern of always. That's called a universal quantifier. (laughs) It's kind of like a, it's a word that has an absolute or a universal absolute generalization, like never, always, every single time. You always interrupt me, you always do this. And understanding that pattern when you hear it, instead of responding to what the person says, like you always do this and saying, no, I don't, or that's not true, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry I always do this. I know I always do this. You can respond with hearing what they've really said, which is universally quantifying that there is not ever one time where I've never done this or when another person has never done that and really bring back the language to being super specific about what you're actually talking about. Because in arguments and in heated conversations, when the emotions get wound up, we tend to make statements that generalize things and we we reveal what it is that we truly believe. And so if you can hear those, those patterns underneath what we're saying, you can respond to the pattern instead of the charged conversation or the assumption. So when someone says, you always interrupt me, you could respond with always. Do I always interrupt you? And it brings back the Uh, I guess you hit the ball back into the tennis court on the other side and a person would have to go, well, okay, no, not always. You might say, why do you choose to only notice when I interrupt you? Now, it sounds like I'm arguing in this, but my point is when someone makes a universal quantifier like this, you want to check if it's 100% true. Like it's best to do this. You always do that. You never do, you never clean up. You never do the dishes. Really? Never? Why do you only choose to notice when I don't do it, for example? One of the most common ones is a language pattern called cause and effect. And it's when we have kind of linked an event and an outcome. So you make me so stressed out, right? You make me sad. You make me so angry. What's happening is a person is putting you and anger or stressed out or whoever it is that they're saying he or she or they make me so angry. It's like they're placing two things in the same category and going, they are together. They go together. 
the point of, I mean, the, the point of having a great comeback is about listening for, like I said, what is presupposed underneath so that you can take the conversation, almost play like linguistic tennis with a human being. And I'm not, I'm not saying arguing. I'm, I'm saying we're asking for more specificity so we can get down to it. Now in coaching, when I'm coaching somebody and they come to me with an idea about the world or about themselves, about a situation, about a colleague, about a goal that they have that they feel like is just not working. I'm always looking for more specificity. Like what's the problem underneath this? If we can really get to the heart and specificity of what it is that you're saying, we can either change it or we can be glad that we've actually found what is specifically going on. So when someone says he makes me so angry, you can say like, how specifically does he make you angry. But another response is bringing responsibility back to the person that you're talking to. Like how does anything he does cause you to choose to feel angry or stressed? By the way, I don't always advise using a comeback like that because it can make you sound like a bit of a jerk, but there is a time and a place. And when you're in rapport with a human being, getting specific with them allows you to play linguistic tennis. The key to having a really good comeback to a human being, and obviously I'm not going to go through every single language pattern, that would be a course in and of itself, right? But the key to understanding is firstly, recognizing where you're feeling emotionally charged by what a person is saying, because it stops you from listening to the presupposed assumptions underneath what a person is saying. And instead has you listen to what they're saying, and you might feel a certain way about what they're saying instead of exploring what's underneath. So the first thing is to get yourself into a state of calm, power, presence. And from there, really, really listen without emotion to what someone is telling you and look for words that you can almost latch onto and question to get more specific with them. So doctors do this really well. You know, you'll come in, you'll say, oh, like I have this problem with my, I'm tired or this is going on. And they'll say, okay, they'll know that there are four or five different reasons why that could be. And they'll start to cross them all off. But when someone comes in and goes, I'm just not sure, I'm just really really, really tired and like, It could be anything, but we know that from that word, there are specific questions that you might ask a human being that would determine more clues about why they might be tired. So we're always trying to get more and more specific and you don't need to know, you don't need to actively know what all of these language of specificity patterns are. It's just about having a certain stance of presence to be able to listen to a person and not always just hear what they're saying, but hear what's underneath it, what they're saying. You see, the art of conversation gets lost, not only in our inability to kind of have small talk with people, but in our inability to listen. And that is the key piece here. When you are trying to obtain an outcome in a conversation and someone throws something into the mix that is emotionally charged, perhaps a little bit offensive, a little bit distracting even, one of the keys is being able to stay on par with the aim of the conversation without getting emotional. And from there, with your presence and with your power, being able to question what a person is saying to you so that you can get more specific about what it is that they're actually referring to. When you get to the problem, the problem well stated is a problem half solved already. So this is something I love about coaching because it's a skill that you learn as a coach. But I know that a lot of coaches struggle with what if someone says something to me and I don't know how to respond. 
you know, sometimes as a coach, we can start to believe that we need to know more than our clients. We need to know more than the people that we coach. We need to be smarter than them or one step ahead of them. And it couldn't be further from the truth, really. As coaches and as human beings, right? So it's this, I'm using the coaching metaphor here, but it's really not just about coaching because if you're in a situation where you're you want a pay rise. And one of my clients was in this situation this year. Actually, there was an embargo on pay rises and my client deserved a pay rise. Her pay rise had been put off from the year before. Other people in her firm were getting pay rises and she was not happy. She was one of the most top performing people in the workplace and there was an embargo put on pay rises. So she was going for a pay rise in a time where nobody was supposed to be getting pay rises. And she really had to change the perspective of her leaders to help them see that they were going to lose money by not taking care of her properly, by not acknowledging the work that she had done. And she had to really appeal to their values, appeal to the parts of them that they had let her see through the conversation that it was not in their best interests to ignore her request for a pay rise. And in fact, it was majorly in the interests of the company, the enterprise, her team, everyone for her to be well looked after. And her big boss, you know, really argued back a little bit, but you know, my client is incredibly smart. She understands language patterns. She knew what he was really saying underneath. And she spoke to that instead of the bait that this person seemed to be kind of throwing in front of her to distract her. And of course she got a pay rise and it was just wonderful to see. It was a nice big pay rise. So it's not just about coaching, but I think as coaches, we can really get caught up in this idea that we need to know more. So when someone is specifically coming to you with a problem, you might think, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the skills to kind of solve that. But if you understand the language of specificity and you can help a person actually clarify what's going on, because it's never really about the thing that we think it is about, we can support people with any problem, especially when you have tools to support people with the structure underneath that makes up a problem in our lives. I know I'm not giving you, you know, like a guide to comebacks, like nah, nah, something to say when someone is being a smart aleck. But what I do want to invite you to do is because I know that for some of us, there are certain times of the year where we feel like we need to be a little bit armed with something. What I want to invite you to do is recognize different places and spaces in your life where you feel like you have all the answers, different places and spaces in your life where you feel really confident and really calm, really present, really powerful. There'll be places where you feel proficient and competent at what it is that you're doing and what you're saying. And I want you to think back to the times when people have asked you difficult questions. Really, truly, we're not in those moments, we're not always answering the question that someone comes to us with. We're trying to get specific about what is the root cause of what they are saying. Someone might come into your office or come into your space in a place where you feel really proficient and say, this is what's happened. And you might go, well, is it, is it caused by this, this, or this? And someone will say, well, this happened and this happened and this happened and I'm not really sure because blah, blah, blah. And you might have more questions that you ask. Our aim when we're proficient at problem solving 
is to get more specific. When we can keep that specificity, we know what the actual content of the conversation is. We understand what a person is assuming, what they're projecting, what they are believing. And from there, we can speak to that part of them. And with the aim kept at where the conversation is going, we become extraordinarily powerful in conversations. We do win arguments if that's what we're trying to do, but it's not always about winning arguments. It's about you know, keeping a conversation on mark. So whether it is that you're a coach or you're somebody who, you know, wants to learn the art of conversation in a way that is more than small talk, being able to really hear what someone is saying and respond to them in a way that they know that they've been heard, they feel seen, heard, understood. And you can also come back with a comeback where they go, oh, she gets me then I really want to invite you to come and join me for my NLP training because I feel like module five, the art of communication is one of the most valuable things I have ever learned in my life. And it's what pretty much all my coaching sessions entail, what they're based upon, but it has helped my clients converse with difficult family members connect with their children differently, be able to express themselves properly for the first time in a therapy session, negotiate houses, negotiate jobs, negotiate pay rises, really stand up for themselves in situations, whether it be at work or with a particular person, a relationship, a friendship, stand up for themselves in business where there is an injustice or something's not going right and um, they feel like they're kind of losing control and kind of take their own power back. It's such a brilliant way to learn the art of communication and really importantly to have the people that you lead, the people that you serve to feel seen, heard and understood and to truly be able to help them. So The art of the comeback is really about you being present and powerful and knowing that there are certain places where you already feel competent and confident and to think about what it is that you do in those situations that has you feel competent and confident. And I'll bet you, I will bet you it's when someone presents a problem to you, you know how to make it more specific to get really down to the heart of what's going on so you can solve it. And I want you to bring that level of competence and confidence. Map it across. What do you believe about that situation that's different in this situation where you don't feel so confident? And map that across to this new area. Think about what it is that you believe in your job or wherever it might be that you feel really competent and what is that you believe in this area where you don't feel so competent. And decide to believe something new about that area. So you can start really listening to people and becoming super awesome at comebacks, conversation, negotiation, and things like that. So I hope that this has opened a door for you. I really hope that this has given you an opportunity to realize that even though we don't feel confident in every area of life always, that we don't need to make certain areas of life different because we don't yet feel confident there. What's important is that the places you do feel confident, you ask yourself, what do I believe when I'm here? What am I doing differently? And you allow yourself to take those same beliefs, actions, thoughts, decisions, emotions into the activity that you don't feel so confident at until such time as you master it. That might mean upskilling. It may mean practicing. It may mean simply thinking a new thought. You just never know. Change can be super quick. So with that said, hope you've enjoyed this episode today. I hope that this also gives you some 
sweet opportunities for powerful comebacks by really hearing what someone is saying. And um, if you'd love to know more, I would love to invite you to my NLP training. We kick off in February and we are open now. So check it out at the link underneath this episode. And that is hayleycar.tv forward slash NLP dash training. I'd love to see you there. Enjoy having awesome comebacks. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.